0: Hey, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project, where music making matters. I'm your host, Ashley bien Each episode features interviews with local music makers and hopes to connect the vibrant Winnipeg music scene with listeners like you. Through stories of songwriting, album releases, and touring, listen to the unique journeys of local artists who love what they do. Also known as Nathan. Hi there. How are you? Really good. Good. How have you been?
1: Good, good. Uh, busy summer. Mm-hmm. I'm a teacher so I have the summer off so I've been going to lots of music festivals and uh, hanging out with my family and doing some travel. So.
0: Okay, which festivals?
1: Um, well, the summer started off with uh, Prairie Wind Music Festival and uh, I played Canada Day in Portage which was kind of like a festival. La Prairie? Um,
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Yes, Portage La Prairie. Got to say the full, full thing.
0: <laughs> just not to confuse yeah. the local Winnipeggers. Like, what's that? Just kidding.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, the ones with perimeteritis or whatever they exactly. call it. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, and I've got um, hoop and holler coming up and Harvest Moon, but I haven't been to those yet. But uh, you know, just kind of just taking in the taking in the summer.
0: Right. Yeah. Are you are you a regular uh, festival goer?
1: You know, I've I've been to. F- Uh, Winnipeg Folk Fest a a handful of times and I I love going to concerts here in Winnipeg, but this is the first year I've really went to as many festivals as I could kind of cram into the summer without getting in the way of family plans. Mm,
0: Was that like a goal this summer? Like I have to do this this summer.
1: You know it it, just the way festivals work out in the winter. I applied for everything and uh, saw what stuck so Um, if I was able to play at it, I definitely went to it. And if I could squeeze it in there just as a listener, I, I I did that too.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, good. I am not a very regular festival goer. Um, it just sounds really hot. Like it sounds like a very like sweaty experience and I don't, (laughs) I don't know how people can go for a whole weekend.
1: I hate winter. So
0: really, so
1: I, yeah, I'm living in the wrong place. I, I, (laughs) I hate winter. So the, the sweatier, the better.
0: Mm. see I I love I love to be hot like I, I used to live in Arizona so dry heat all the time and I, I just love that coming here it's very humid um I mean I was like I grew up in Winnipeg but um I was very spoiled for those few years and now I just hate winter and my partner just loves it like he complains all summer yes I'm talking about you uh, <laughs> um and just like loves it and loves being cold and loves making the apartment cold yeah.
1: No, no, that's not a problem. We're we're both on the same page in <laughs> yeah. our house. Good. So, thermostat is the right where. It oh, needs that's to be.
0: good. I'm glad that that's um, one thing that's going well. <laughs> that's a serious problem. Like I've, Absolutely. I've seen the memes on the internet. Anyway, uh, so for people who are just tuning in and we didn't catch the first song, uh, how would you describe your music? Um, What's your elevator pitch?
1: Fairly mellow. Um, just. Um, I always hope to make it relatable and uh, something that if it comes on, no matter what the mood, hopefully it fits. But I, I always kind of go for that mellow uh, vibe. I think that's maybe self-serving just because that's the kind of music I like to listen to. So I think I gravitate towards that.
0: Right. So uh, if you listened to the show before, I always like to talk about like the beginnings of an artist and where they came from, how they got involved in music. So way back when you were a youngin', um, what were you, what was your initial like inspiration or what were you listening to?
1: Um, my parents listened to a lot of, um, I guess we call it oldies, but I mean, I grew up on a farm, so I helped dad and drove the tractor and all they had was ra- AM radio. So I grew up with a lot of, you know, 60s, 70s Motown. Dad loved bands like The Animals and Bob Seger and mom loved The Beatles and um, just everything in between. So I kind of, I'm a, a product of of that and kind of also you know what the things that you kind of latch on to growing up as a kid so mm-hmm. um yeah music was always in our house I think I can always think of you know Sunday mornings when they'd make brunch the, the way they'd get us out of bed was just crank the stereo with something and and sometimes I liked it sometimes I didn't you know mom I forget Roger Whittaker have you ever heard of Roger Whittaker he's like a I don't even know how to explain who he is but just was not into it, but <laughs> whenever it was, was Bob Seeger, I'd get out of bed. <laughs>
0: okay, so if you didn't like it, you'd sleep, try to sleep yeah, through it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Very selective. Right. They'd
1: know they'd eventually figure out how to get me out of bed. Yeah, okay,
0: <laughs> nice. That's clever. That's good for future children ideas. Okay, Added to my log. <laughs> so, uh, where did um, playing music come from? Were you in lessons or, or I, writing music?
1: I took piano lessons as a kid, but uh, for the most part it was just kind of trial and error. My dad had a couple dusty guitars in the basement that weren't getting used. And, um, my cousin got a guitar that was like a sweet red, bright Stratocaster that just looks so rock and roll. And I was so jealous and it's like, I need to get a guitar. And my parents were like, no, you got to learn to play one of these ones in the basement before we're going to, you know, invest, invest time. Yeah. We'll invest money in it sort of thing. So I, that was how I started. And Uh, that was when the internet was first kind of becoming a thing, like mid, mid to late nineties sort of thing Mm -hmm. and, uh, started printing off tabs and just teaching myself. And, you know, I think it's only natural if you're, if you enjoy playing an instrument to start creating your own, it, it happened pretty early on. So, um, I would say I probably wrote my first song around 15 or 16.
0: Okay. And, and what did that sound like?
1: (laughs) bad but. i mean not like okay
0: like, was it like rock was it
1: yeah uh i listened to a lot of pop punk like green day would probably be one of my favorite bands of all time just
0: interesting yeah one, one could say that's controversial but <laughs> oh I, why i've just a lot of people have yeah. opinions but i like it
1: but. yeah like sellouts and that sort of thing yeah, yeah. I, I just always i'm a sucker for good melodies and i think whether you like them or not i, I think you can't and whether you think they stole it or not, I, I don't think you can deny that there's some really solid melodies in there. And I think that was something that I always, mm. always enjoyed with their music and, and still do. I think I kind of hear a bit of that even as I move further away from it, just because, you know, I'm always getting into new music. So mm-hmm. there's less and less of it in my music, but it's it's still there.
0: Right. So this nice, very mellow American, uh, wait, um, totally blanked never mind so you (laughs) you started with these influences how did it go from just listening kind of writing your own little tunes on the on the guitar how did it go from performing or recording it with this fuller sound that we that we're listening to today
1: Um, recently I I, I've kind of I had an entire EP that I put together when I was uh, I had a pretty bad back problem and uh, lots of chronic pain and it was kind of like a bargaining thing I was was just in a ton of pain and I said if I ever get through this I'm I'm gonna do everything better whether whether it's uh, husband being a dad playing you know music my job wh- whatever if I if I get out on the other side of this I'm gonna do everything better and uh, I got back surgery and uh, got myself kind of out of that period of my life and um remembered some of the bargains that i had made and and music was one of those things and it was such a big outlet for me when i wasn't well um that it made sense to just continue doing it when i got well and um i start you know when you pump a lot of time and energy into something you start to get better at it and uh i had a group of friends that i would always send my stuff to just just for fun you know just for feedback just for them to hear what i was up to and um I think the reviews on it started to get a little more positive just just as friends and uh one of my friends is his name's Jordan Weiberg, He is uh, he mixed my EP for me this this last one reset and uh he was like, "You know what? We should we should mix one of these and and see what happens." Okay. And and that was kind of the the nudge. And and since then I've I've really you know, I think when you have people that believe in what you're doing, you you kind of gives you a little bit more incentive to believe in yourself so
0: right sounds cheesy but
1: (laughs) but it but it really did it was it was kind of the tipping point for me
0: Mm -hmm. so you said to be better so like at that point what 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 in your eyes was being better at at music at that point like i've been just like we're just practicing more or writing more like what did you mean by better
1: yeah i i think uh like i said the more time you put into something the the better you'll be so i think i just wanted to uh kind of push myself a little bit. And I've noticed that even since the Reset EP, I'm writing music again, and and you kind of just take another step, um, move out of your comfort zone a little bit more. Um, But I think a big part of it was the live aspect, which was putting myself out there in front of other people, not just sending music to people over the internet, but but kind of doing shows or, or sets at festivals or whatever the case is, and just seeing, you know, uh where this would fit into my life uh in a balanced way you know I do have a family and a job and and things like that but I'm super passionate about music that's why I'm here so mm-hmm. I, I think what uh, <laughs> exactly <laughs> and, and and I just I yeah I just thought if if there's a way to do this um and and keep it balanced I I want to swing for the fence
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> so. and had you performed live before the accident or whatever happened yeah
1: yeah I had Um, I I went to a fairly large high school and I remember uh, instead of uh, it was like an uber Christian Karenport was the name of the school it was a Christian boarding school essentially uh, but they one of the cool things about grad is they didn't have a dance because you know dance is not good Um, but but we all got to do uh, a tal it was like a talent program so people did like crazy things and I played a song with a couple of my friends on stage singing playing guitar and I I think there was like like somewhere between 500 and a thousand people at our grad so that was I would think the first time I performed in front of a lot of people and it really didn't didn't bug me it didn't feel um nerve-wracking or anything like that it was it was more of like a got a super big positive vibe from it and and I think I always craved doing that again, but just didn't really see where where that would ever happen. Right, yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things where playing in front of that many people doesn't just happen. I think there's gotta be gotta be steps towards it. So Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like you
0: it's interesting, you got this like this really sweet, unique opportunity as like your first kind of like big thing, you're like, Wow, this is awesome. Do I get you lose all the time? And then you realize, like, oh, <laughs> Nope.
1: <laughs> Next time, there's five people there. Yeah, it still it still feels the same though. Honestly, um, I I was lucky enough. This uh, I want to say it's like a year ago. Carmen um, Golden Prairie Arts Council was raising money to fix the roof for their. It's in an old train station. Our arts council in in town. I live in Carmen. Um, and um,
0: shout out to all the people listening in Carmen. Woo!
1: Heck yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, I was lucky enough to do a show with. Uh, Ashley Bart from Barda and Fosia, who is uh, from Carmen. I'm sure oh I I'll forgot,
0: look. yeah, no big deal, just this little just yeah, no. ex-
1: exactly. so she was doing the fundraiser as well, and I got to open for her, uh which which was awesome. She's so talented, just awesome to get to see it, let alone you know, say that you were on the same bill sort of thing. I'm always excited about, that sort of thing. yeah, and um, you know when we got up on the stage i i know the place was packed i think there was like 300 400 people there but just the way the lighting was i could only see the first row and it still f- it still feels the same you know it always feels like there's just one row or you know five people there i i've never played a stadium or anything like that mm-hmm. so not yet I, th- I think not yet yeah so everything <laughs> i think just it it's never felt big to me i guess it's just uh you know, you never want to screw up or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I think you can't. Re- you don't really worry about that once you're once you're into it,
0: right? So when you're performing, do you kind of go into this zone, or are you still really aware of the r- the room?
1: Um, I think I'm getting more aware of of who I'm playing for. I mean, I've done uh, the Carmen, I did the Carmen Fair this summer, and I think most of the people that are. Um, listening are in the beer gardens and my music doesn't lend itself to that sort of crowd really so I called an older gentleman up on stage and we played Folsom Prison Blues together he sang and I I played and and I think you kind of have to you know um, I always say like there you can play your songs up tempo a little bit just to kind of to fit the room but at the same time I try to hold true to my songs and do Mm -hmm. do what I'm doing I don't play a lot of covers so they're gonna get originals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Come, yeah, of course. If I, I'm on the stage, yeah. I,
0: I agree. I, I prefer originals when I'm performing. It's just like if I'm there, like if you like this band, go listen to this band. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like I mean, like to be fair, like if you want, it's really up to you. But I was just asking that question because if you're so like you're immediately so calm when you're performing, I wonder if you just immediately go into this like state of like flow where you're just experiencing the music and you kind of like forget the room because. As someone who experiences anxiety, like, I find that's, like, the easiest thing is when you really focus on the music and let, like, the music be the, mo- the focal point, it doesn't matter how many people are in the room.
1: Yeah, so. I, and I think uh, just the nature of where I usually fit in these uh, shows that I'm doing, uh, you know, a festival, I always find myself kind of early in the lineup or in the middle or as a tweener in between two acts. And I always find that I'm so excited about who I just listened to and who I'm about to listen to that my songs are just kind of like um
0: Filler, like, a, like, a, yeah.
1: like a bookmark in there right. yeah. yeah and i don't and i don't feel bad about that or you know no. you know i'm i'm doing a tweener at harvest moon could not be happier i mean i'm gonna do two or three songs and it's gonna be a blast and i'm so excited to see everybody else i think that's one of the biggest you know bright spots that's that's happened out of putting myself out there is the people i meet and the music that i get to get a pretty good front row seat for so
0: yeah that i i've never really like actually spent time thinking about it, but when you think like the uh, making music in manitoba creates so many opportunities to meet so many wonderful people who are also musicians or doing the grind or who know exactly what you're going through yeah so i totally get that and just going to a show just to be excited to see other people play. And you're like, oh yeah, okay, I guess I'll play too.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right, I gotta go next. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, okay. Let me just play my song. Okay, no. all right now, who else is playing so you can be a part of yeah, that?
1: Yeah, it's it's a blast, and and I've been asked the question before about the Winnipeg music scene, and it's it's awesome. It's not it's not an easy one to get get your foot in the door in for, and and that's not because people aren't welcoming and that sort of thing. It's just because there's so many good musicians in the city it's crazy i find a new one every day and i'm downloading their music or or whatever the case is you know shows like this one you just have to kind of keep your eyes and ears peeled and you'll you'll find the next big thing in your music library
0: yeah it's it's people people who are listening who are not involved in the scene like it's i remember when i first started being incredibly intimidated just because you like you kind of dip your toe and then you're like Welcome to this huge array of just artists of all genres, and you're just like, whoa! I don't know how to get through all of this. But then you start meeting people one at once at a time, or you're seeing them again at shows, and it's it's a it's actually a very welcoming. Yeah, group of people. I think
1: I think the thing is the talent is intimidating. The talent that's in the city is super intimidating. The people with the talent aren't. They're that's like these, exactly these like great people that are just uh writing songs and I think that's the other thing is I'm not a guitar player I think if someone asked me what kind of musician I was I would say a songwriter so I really do gravitate towards the lyrics and kind of what the mess overall message is I guess
0: hmm Interesting. <laughs> I was gonna never mind. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> I'll plug it later if, you, if I have a songwriting series coming up in case you haven't heard. We'll talk about it later. Let's talk about it after break. It's exciting. Very exciting very exciting. Everyone, uh <laughs> Google onepay music project.com forward slash songwriters if you wanna be a part of a songwriting series. There I plugged it. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> I'll I'll talk about it more. <laughs> um maybe later. But before we go on to the break, I wanted to talk about the the name Rainy Day Apparel. Yes. I mean, like... It's weird for sure, right? It's a little out there because I just, I mean, first I'll let you explain.
1: So, um... Explain yourself. Yeah. (laughs) It, uh, I I did a creative writing course in high school. So that's how far this dates back to. And, um, I, I don't know if I was just being like weird or trying to be creative or whatever the case was, you know, weird, weird high school kid. Um but uh i i wrote these two songs for this project this final project and recorded them with like a garbagey computer mic and i was playing them for my friends and um they were very typical like we were into (laughs) into a lot of emo music back then and they were very kind of sad rainy songs and someone said that this this ty- type of music is the kind of stuff you put on when it's raining outside and I said yeah it's like rainy day apparel you know cuz you put rainy day apparel on when it's raining oh. outside and uh so when i made the final project to hand in that was the artist name on it which was like like a it's pretty cheesy when you think about it but uh, as i started making my own music um there was already a musician named nathan strange that had music out there and there's a band from winnipeg named nathan who has an album named strange which is like extra weird
0: (laughs) that's so bizarre but and like and weird and unfortunate
1: it's weird that they never reached out to me for the cover art but you know missed opportunity yeah
0: nathan strange just have a picture of you
1: yes so you know I,
0: what I think Car- sorry Carrie, I think Carrie would actually do something like that for a re-release, just like reach out. And I think they sorry to interrupt
1: no, no worries and and so that was that was basically it. And I've thought about changing it, but i'm I'm such a creature of habit that now the songs that I've written um just just fit with that I guess I, I mm-hmm. guess that's the best way to word it. i think if if I was ever to change it, it would have to be. Um, in a group with other people, or something that just didn't sound the same to me.
0: Right. Yeah. So, do you perform sometimes in a raincoat? Or
1: <laughs> I was thinking that if I ever get around <laughs> to making merch, I think that you know, galoshes or whatever they're called, like raincoats. Ra- okay. Rain hats. Yeah. Those like Those like
0: plastic bags. Yes. Ponchos. Pon- yeah. Ponchos. Yeah. Yes. Not bags. Those hill bags. Yep.
1: Yeah, it's a marketing <laughs> dream if I if I ever get around to it. But I mean,
0: it's actually like. <laughs> It makes sense, like, I—I I mean, I'd buy that. Yeah,
1: people yeah. be like, "Can I get a T-shirt?" No, but you can have a raincoat or an umbrella.
0: Exactly right, and you know, depending on where you go and tour, like that could be a really good investment.
1: The so, West Coast, yeah, it's always rainy in Vancouver. Perfect, they love, they there love you love go. There. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> clearly your your demographic, right?
0: Like rainy day apparel is coming with some rainy day apparel merch. <laughs> you know, come on down, get but, a umbrella.
1: Like I said, marketer's dream.
0: Right, and I. I having listened to the music and like i think it it does kind of go really well with it like actually i wanted you to tell me really quickly a little story you told me before we started recording about um uh sleep music
1: yeah i i started kind of sending my songs once they were mixed to um just various youtube channels i was lucky enough to get a song on um a compilation by a guy named alex rainbird which is another another rain thing yeah but he um was one of the first guys I was able to get on a compilation with and I realized that you know that's kind of the way to get the most people to hear a song and so I just started trying other ones and one that I reached out to was a YouTube channel called Sleep Music and my song thaw me out ended up getting like eleven thousand listens which is crazy to think you know what it might be people just accidentally <laughs> clicking on it doesn't matter still happen um but but yeah it was uh just a kind of a, a cool thing to be on but like a weird thing too like yeah. i was saying earlier it's uh like i'm flattered that my music can be Good enough for someone to to sleep <laughs> to, but some people might be like that means your music's boring. But you know
0: what? I know. No, I don't think so. I think it's <laughs> it's relaxing. It's yeah. like it's comforting. It's like accessible. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think you know music is supposed to make you feel things, and I just don't see people using my songs as pump up music. I don't ever go into you know, the club. I tried getting on the n- newest Jock jams. <laughs> so 90s. Yeah. No, I. It just it was a good fit and. You know, I'm, I'm super happy that, that these people are taking a chance on I me, mean, you know, everybody that takes a chance on me, whether it's for a, a radio show or a YouTube channel or a festival, I'm just always genuinely grateful for it.
0: Hmm. I think like th- there might be a couple people who are listening who like yours kind of perked when you said got onto like a YouTube thing how did you how did you reach out to them like is there like a website or did you just go to their pages individually
1: yeah just sheer tenacity (laughs) i i'm not uh, always in my comfort zone um with that promotion side of things but i think it's if you want people to hear it it's something you have to do and it um opens the door to new opportunities every time that somebody new hears your music which is which has worked out pretty well for me so um yeah, I just I found things that I was listening to. And I was like, where did I find this? You know, and and a lot of times it's not directly from the artist's page. And uh, yeah, it kind of led to that. And and many of them are good about the monetization side of things, too, to pay the artists, which is which is awesome.
0: Well, that's good. I, yeah. I that, That's one thing I would be worried about, like people would share it and then take yeah. the revenue and.
1: Alex uh, Rainbird's really good for that. He's he's kind of like worldwide now, and he 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 paid me for every song I put on there, which was really cool. It was like my first music paycheck. Paycheck. Yeah,
0: that's so exciting. It was like
1: 20, 20 bucks at a time, which which is crazy because yeah, because he's sharing that with the other eighteen to nineteen, twenty, whatever artists that are on that compilation. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of a lot of views. Like some of them have like a million listens. I don't know if they're making it to my song. <laughs> yeah. But but it's on there. It's it's a really cool feeling. Just you know, even if it's by accident.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. And then like, that adds up and, and can pay like for your Spotify account or like and little thing like that. Or it yep. can go back into your music and
1: Could buy even if it pays for guitar picks, it's still
0: Right, still worth it, right? Yeah, and it's, it's about the exposure. Yeah, right? so that's what's, that's what's most important. Yeah, <laughs> <The exposure>. absolutely. <laughs> Too bad you can't live off exposure <laughs> though. That's what,
1: that is true. That's, that's, the that's why I'm a teacher. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you teach?
1: Grade seven.
0: Just like general grades, like
1: yeah, a little bit of everything.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's uh, I it's kind of it fits well with with this, just having the summers off and being able to do festivals and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, you know. I don't, I've, I've showed a couple of the students, my, my songs, cause they've asked about it, but, or they've said they've heard me on the radio, which is kind of a cool thing. So oh, that's, yeah.
0: that's like the coolest thing, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind it's kind of neat. My, yeah. But you know, it's funny, my own kids, they, they do not care. No, there's <laughs> no, no interest. Could not. They were like, where are you going tonight? And I was like, I'm going to do an interview uh, with a radio station. They're like, see you later. We're watching Paw Patrol. You know, it's just kind of.
0: <laughs> Bring home snacks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amazing. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to listen to the song Reset, which is from the EP Reset. Yep. Do you kind of want to talk about what inspired that song, What got, how that song got written?
1: Yeah, um, the five songs that are on there are kind of about uh, new beginnings. Um, I think that was a common thread throughout the EP. So um, this song, it just kind of really combines all of that and, and just, uh, you know, talks about starting over and uh, not necessarily in a big way but just uh, little things you know you can always do things better do things different even if it it doesn't mean a full reset maybe just start from the middle again or you know like if we make a mistake in this interview we can stop and re-record the answer sort of thing
0: no we can't this is live this is so, it is live
1: <laughs> it's as live as it's gonna get yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know i think i think there's always um there's always that self-reflection on should I be doing it the same way do I have to go back I think that was something that just kept running through my mind when I was making these songs so
0: right amazing yeah. so we're gonna listen to that well we're still here. Uh <laughs> we're back from the song. Uh, I'm here with The Rainy Day Apparel, also known as Nathan. I didn't actually ask if you wanted to be called Nathan. If that's okay. Right. I
1: think Nathan Nathan's fine. Okay,
0: good. <laughs> awesome. Great. Well, it's also The Rainy Day Apparel. We were just finished we just sorry, we were just listening to Reset, a song from the EP Reset, which you released. Was it recently?
1: It was in December, December. of 2018. Yeah. Okay. Kind of a weird time to release it, but you know, when know, it was like, when it was done, I was like, "Let's let's get this out there, yeah. throw it at people, <laughs> right?" Yeah, absolutely. Do you
0: think maybe the next one should be released during the rainy season?
1: That would be it, yeah, like May. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, with climate change now, we don't know if it's actually going to rain anymore. It's but
1: true. It's very dry. <laughs> yeah.
0: This was a according
1: weird. to the farmers down in Carmen. Yeah.
0: Yeah, actually, like I was doing this, um, the share thing for, to get vegetables from like a local farmer, and I was talking to the to the farmer. Uh, he's a musician, and um how hard it was to like actually um get started cuz like there was no rain and then it just like poured and like it was really hard to get started and they were struggling to get vegetables and scary
1: Growing up on a farm I know how all that works you know it's not just average rainfall but if you get hit at the wrong times it's
0: mm-hmm. it's bad Right I don't know anything about that <laughs> I'm a total city slicker like that's still so, is that an offensive word? I, the uh, way you looked at me, and like, wait a second. No, no, that's. Oh, uh, <laughs> is it is it offensive if I call myself that? I don't no, know. No, I
1: don't think so. I, does that make yeah. me like a like a country bumpkin or something like?
0: <laughs> I love the word bumpkin. That's like my favorite. I just I think it's a great like bumpkin. Like. It's
1: it's not every day you can weave it into everyday conversation.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? I think i've called people pumpkins on the show before <laughs> but all in like go good like, with the good intentions i just love the word um maybe i'll write a song about it um so <laughs> we've been having lots of fun uh we actually had a really nice heartfelt conversation during the break i um, sorry for you weren't listening or if you had we weren't recording so yeah um you'll never know yeah you'll never know we we're actually talking about like illuminati secrets and everything yep Congratulations on v- being a part of the Illuminati with me now.
1: Yeah. Veg- vegetables. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. Um, so, I would like to talk to you about songwriting. Um, so more specifically, my songwriting. <laughs> uh, Winnipeg Music Project, for those of you who are listening, is doing a songwriters group. It's going to be happening at the Fourth Cafe the last Monday of every month, starting this month. So, August 26th. Uh, it is, I'm, I'm, hoping people kind of take it as like a, a challenge it's going to be 10 months not including december so starting in august until june every month we're going to get together and um, share songs that we're working on and we're writing get peer feedback there will be featured established songwriters from manitoba who will come every once in a while and give feedback based on their knowledge and expertise in the industry uh, songwriters include jaylene johnson fred penner matt Schellenberg from Morel canoe jenna priest priestner from Movina galore sebastian gaskin and tracy bone we will also have industry professionals coming to give feedback um, or information about social media or funding that's including elise roller from soul jen dirksen from BMB studios stephen carroll from manitoba film and music well that's it and i guess I mean i'm kind of an industry person now but i'm more there as like a participant so you can register online there's more information it, there are drop-in fees, but I do recommend that you uh, pre-register because um, there is limited space in the gallery at 4th. Uh, you can go to www.WinnipegMusicProject.com forward slash songwriters for more information. Thank you for letting me plug that. It's the first time I've plugged it. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm, I'm excited about the Fred Penner one. I think I'm, I'm going to come to that one.
0: Yeah. I think a few people are really pumped for that. Um, but
1: he, He's such a legend. He's, like.
0: And the nicest guy. Yeah. Um, like such a sweetheart. Um, so I'm really, I was actually excited when he said yes. I was like, really? Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be a good one.
1: If you can book Fred Penner for anything, like do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. So still on the topic of songwriting though, I would love to talk about your process and like, and what goes into from the beginning all the way to what you call the finished product. Um, what's your process?
1: Uh, I think usually, um, just sit down with a guitar and usually an idea um I think right now I'm kind of back in that uh, songwriting mode again just uh just kind of feeling things out and seeing I always like the songs that I'm writing to kind of be cohesive with one another right like I don't want to have one song be really angry and then the next one kind of go to really happy I think I, I like them to kind of flow into one another um but yeah, I, I start with uh I, I have a, a fairly large bank of melodies or ideas that could work and, and then I usually just kinda mess around with those and lyrics and I've uh always have a a notepad file open on my on my phone that I'm if I think of something I put it in there and I usually kinda group those together based on if they kinda Mix. You know, I might put one in today and then three weeks from now I'll look at it and be like, oh, this fits with what I'm trying to do right now. It's a good line or whatever. Um, but usually the melody kind of comes first.
0: And is it like a like you have a consistent block of time that you designate to, to writing or is it whenever it kind of inspiration hits you?
1: <laughs> we we winterized our shed in our backyard. It's, it's a fairly large shed, but uh, my kids, when they go to sleep, that's usually when I go out there and, and kind of just 15, 20 minutes um, just see if anything happens. It's never really like a forced thing. Um, I usually like to write in the summers because I have time, but, uh, yeah, I, I find that especially after putting out this EP, I've, I've really been patient with it. And I think that that comes with wanting to do better. You know, the EP was good, but I think everybody is as a songwriter is looking for that next gear. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think I just, uh. There's no real formula. I think my songs always end up sounding like something that I would write. I, I don't think I've gotten outside of that box yet, but um, yeah, it usually starts with a melody and an idea, and then somehow through magic they come come together. Just magic, just like blanking. <laughs> <up>. Whoa, <laughs> what am is. I playing? Yeah, yeah, there it is. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, so these these ideas, like we've talked about a little bit throughout the interview already, but in general, what would you say like our are, are, like regular themes in your songs?
1: Um, you know, I think a a lot of people are always trying to, um, write something that, uh, that nobody's heard before or something really original. And I I mean, there's always that that need to be creative and do something that hopefully doesn't sound like exactly like what somebody else is doing, but I always do want it to be accessible. Like I think if somebody listens to your song and, and, and hears the lyrics and says, well, I don't really relate to that. I I always like to, uh, kind of, Weave some, you know, double meaning analogy, you know, metaphor, whatever, just to, just to kind of make it so that it's not like a specific song about a specific thing that someone could hear it and make their own meaning on it. But but it should just be accessible. I think that's one thing I always like to, to do with my songs.
0: Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I mean, if you want people to listen and or fall asleep to, <laughs> you want to make sure that they can kind of, yeah, get
1: it. Yeah, and I think. The nature of mellow kind of vibey music i th- I think that if if it's if it's irritating or, or the message is not doesn't kind of fit with that i don't think you get that mellow vibe to it i think it has to have lyrics that kind of fit with that so i think that's all again kind of self-serving i'm always trying to write music that's that's calming for me so
0: mm. yeah great i mean it makes sense so you go an idea, a melody, trying to be accessible. When when does it feel complete or finished or something, a product that you, you feel confident in performing or recording?
1: Um, usually what I do is um, I I start uh, kind of recording once I've got like a bass down. Like if I've got the song structure kind of the way I want it, in the order I want it, I will... I'll record and then I'll just start adding layers to it. Being that I'm a one-man operation, I I I do the usually acoustic guitar and uh, vocals and then see what else needs to go in there and then, you know, chopping it up, moving things around, seeing what sounds good. Um constantly in a state of recording and putting it onto my iPod and then listening to it and being like or playing along with it or singing harmonies along with it or changing lyrics and yeah i i'm such a an an uh, auditory learner that that i have to i can't just write lyrics and and think about progressions i'm not that good of of a musician i really need to hear it and hear it a bunch of times before i'm sure so yeah i mean there's a couple songs that i thought were really good and and ended up ended up in the boneyard i think that's suck yeah yeah i think you know uh, that was that was advice from uh uh his name's Ken Burke. He was in a band called the the Sled Dogs. They had some songs on the radio and he was a really good mentor for me still is a good good mentor for me and he uh he said you have to be willing to kind of let ideas and songs go if they're not if they don't work you know and i I think that was a problem that I struggled with even as recent as a couple of years ago is if I finished a song, like if it was recorded, it needed to be something that people heard. And that was something that told me to pump the brakes on a bit and just like, no, not everything is your best work sort of thing. So, um, and that was, that, that's still a tough thing for me. Right. Because they're all like, like your babies, right. <laughs> you, you, you can't abandon any of them. You have to mm-hmm. see it through.
0: So. Right. Like I made you and, right. This is the structure. These are the words I chose, and like I've done a little bit of co-writing recently, and people were like, "Well, what if we change this?" And just it's like the hardest thing. Like, yeah. like in the, in the moment, I'm like, "Yeah, I totally let's." I'm open to this, and then I go home and I'm like, "No." <laughs> yeah. What I wrote is the best.
1: Yeah, it's it's true, and I think it's good to hold your ground on some stuff like that with your own yeah. music, you know. But at the same time, I think the mark of a good musician is is knowing that you could do better. I think. <laughs> like I said, sadly, I don't think I'm there yet. I think a lot of the things that I yeah. write, I'm just stuck stuck to.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I feel a lot of artists always have this this need to, like, when it's better or when I'm better uh, or it's not ready yet. Or how do you – or what made you decide, like, other than, like, friends kind of egging you on, um, how did you know that these songs, that, these five songs that you released on Reset were good and, and ready and you were happy to share that? Why, why were there no – like those doubts of like hesitation
1: yeah I would say there was probably I, I probably wrote and recorded 10 songs and those are the the best five like there were some that just kind of got pushed pushed to the wayside and I mean sometimes I know like a guitar hook or a riff or something like that is is good and I've written songs and kept you know rewrote the lyrics and, and or taken you know, I might write a song in G and be like, oh, that's a good, good riff. And then scrap the song because it wasn't that good. But that riff, it sticks around and ends up in another song or something like mm-hmm. that, you know. Um, it's, yeah, it's just kind of random, right? Like it's, it's kind of interesting with, with old notebooks and stuff. You go back through and looking at the lyrics or the chords and like, oh, I remember that song. And then you start playing it again. And that actually, one of the songs on there um, matches the first song. Um I think that guitar piece is, I want to say four years old, but it just kind of didn't work and, and got pushed to the side. And then I came back to it and changed some things and reinvented it, repackaged it and mm-hmm. made more sense that way. So it's, I'm glad I waited, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I
0: totally get that. Or you go back to something like, when like I wrote it like that. What I should have done was this. And then yeah. you're like, oh, wait, th- this is actually better. And.
1: Yeah, fresh set of eyes going back to it. Yeah, exactly. Or ears or whatever. So, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. However it is, you take music in. Yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so I think it's just, I think the big thing that pe- artists need to remember is patience. Like we live in such a fast world. Yeah. Okay? Like you have to be releasing music. You have. Like there's an the idea that you're too old. I mean, with women, I believe that it's that's a little bit more prevalent. Like you feel like you're too old to do something and be, and like, or people won't take you seriously because you're an older, not you're not a young little teeny bopper. Yeah. Um, but it's there's there's always time. There's always time.
1: Yeah, I mean everybody has their own way that they fit into things. I mean it's it's funny being new to the festival scene, and yet being usually I'm like feel feel old there because I'm you know 35 in October here and and I think most happy birthday yeah coming up (laughs) and uh, a lot of the people are in their 20s and it's like. Like am I trying to compete with some and, and and you quickly realize it's not about competition. Everybody's out there sharing their songs and, um, so yeah, I, I think you're right. I think if if you're looking for big sales and you know whatever big you know things to be big, I think you might be right. there might be an expiration date on getting yourself out there that way, but mm-hmm. music is one of those things that you could do. Till, till, yeah. till the day you die sort of thing yeah, it's
0: got to be about the music first if it's absolutely. not then if you go into a genre that that, that, that has to have a shelf life then the, it, you're going to experience that wall and you should reach up you should pick music that makes you happy and that if if you're not happy it really isn't
1: yeah absolutely
0: point. yeah and I've, I've, I feel like I've had to kind of learn that the hard way sometimes like I'm like oh maybe I'm not pop
1: yeah <laughs>
0: um maybe I don't want to be pop that's it. Like it's not just not that I'm not good enough. It's just that I don't want it.
1: Yeah, you know, I want, <laughs> I want, uh, I want a genre that's that's for people that are aging like a fine wine. Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> Honestly, though, I think with like sleep music, if you have the potential with that, like maybe like the online thing is like your thing. Like get onto like Spotify, get onto those sleep time playlists, and you, that's that's where all the money. I mean, like you're enjoying the festival thing too. You got your set.
1: Yeah. hmm Yeah. I I mean I'm just gonna keep uh keep putting stuff out there and seeing where it sticks, how it sticks, or if it sticks. Just throw it everywhere. Yep.
0: Yeah. Just put on a fan, turn it on.
1: If just... it's the right time though, yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Yeah. So patience. Don't yes. your patience. <laughs> Good. So unfortunately we do have to start wrapping up. Um just because there's this thing called time that yeah. we have to fit into. Uh, so if you want to really quickly again plug your 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 upcoming shows
1: yeah I've got uh, Hoop and Holler coming up on uh, the weekend of the 24th and 25th of August Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that Uh, it's gonna be a great festival Uh, I've got a songwriters on the 24th and then my own set on the 25th so Mm. it's it's a cool format Uh, they're great people have been really kind and welcoming that sort of thing and then uh, uh harvest moon september 13th on the friday i'm i've got a tweener set there so both great festivals to take in the whole thing but if you're specifically coming to see me i'm flattered and that's what i'm playing so
0: yeah and come say hi
1: yeah absolutely i there's nothing better than talking music or talking with just talking with people meeting new people that's uh, i think we've talked about that a couple times today just that is one of the best things about uh putting myself out there with music is just getting to know the the people that also love music or make music or however they fit.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree. Um, and so where can people find you on social media in the meantime and listen to your music?
1: I'm, I'm all over the place on social media. Uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, it's TRDA music. Uh, also the same on Twitter. And yeah, the music itself is from CD Baby, but it's kind of everywhere: iTunes, you know, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever, you, whatever tickles your fancy. Just Google it. Yeah, I was gonna say, and if if, if you don't, uh, if if you can't find it, find my social media. Email me; I will email you the songs personally. You know, it's wow. It's a pretty small operation. I have time. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: hey, perfect, awesome. And thank you so much for coming onto the show. Yeah, uh,
1: thank you for having yeah. me. It's been it's been a pleasure.
0: Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. I really enjoyed taking the time to just learn about you and your music and uh, get your socials so I can creep you on the internet, you know, as one does. Uh, so we're going to end with the song, "Thaw Me Out, which has been played on YouTube under Sleep Music, which is kind of cool. Uh, what inspired the song and, and what is it about?
1: It's about hating winter. Yeah, I think Let we've talked go. about that already. Yeah, yeah, we did, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it kind of fits with all those... Uh, the other songs on reset it's kind of that uh waiting for winter to be over and i think winter could be um a metaphor for a bad time in your life i think you know just thawing out from that making it through it on the other side i think it's it's kind of a hopeful song i guess right, right. getting get to the the light at the end of the tunnel so
0: i love that like just like from the title like that imagery i just like that speaks to me on like multiple levels so i love that awesome awesome great well this has been a wonderful interview with another local music maker please tune in next week for the monthly music wrap up wow it's already in the month that's crazy also we have our first uh, day of songwriting from or f- yeah that's a good way to say <laughs> <laughs> the first day of songwriting with the Winnipeg Music Project songwriters group Next Monday, you can sign up at slash songwriters Um don't forget to follow the Raining Day Apparel on social media and listen to his tunes on the internet uh or at the at the festivals if you can make your make your way down. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Winnipeg Music Project. For more on local music makers, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music by Will and Art from Collector Studio, and a big thank you to UMFM for making this show possible.